Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 79, Cosmic Bakers. My name's TJ Davis, alongside my constant companion, Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today? Uh, Blarg. That pretty much sums it up. I don't know. All right. Uh, cool. Not, not, not horrible, but... Mm. My body but, hates mm. me and... Well, I know a thing or two about my body hating me, so I feel for you, friendo. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think we have any like new business that we need to get into before we get into the beer. Beer yeah. number one today comes to us from Leatherman's Limited out of Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, Cosmic Bakers is the name. It's a sour ale with pineapple, cherry, dates, lemon, and orange. Ringing in at 6.2%. Woo. Woo. In three, two, one. Crack. Mm, crack. Yes. We all know how much of a fan of crack you are, Emily. Oh boy, I love I love that crack. You never see me without a crack pipe in my hand. Oh, I was also just thinking like uh, speaking adjacently of crack, you know, with a D at uh, the end. Yes. Um, Al Jaffe died at 102 years old. He he wasn't cracked. He was uh, Mad Magazine. Yeah. The the uh, the inventor of the fold in. Um, pour pour one out for that guy I'd never heard of before. Really, you've never heard of Al Jaffe? Like, not even no. passing. Oh, I don't know. I was never like into Mad Magazine or anything as a kid. So. Oh yeah, I guess like. In some ways, while you're a 14-year-old boy, you weren't a 14-year-old boy in all ways. I don't have a penis. <laughs> yeah. And you never read Mad Magazine. Yeah, that but, like, even And I never liked The Three Stooges. Well, I was thinking, even adjacently, like, Mad TV was when we were growing up. Yeah, and? Well, you might have watched some of that. I did. Was he on it? Oh, no, he was way too fucking old at that point, even. That's what I thought. He, he died at 102 now. <laughs> I know, like, dude. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is he's like, been old for a long time. So, so why would Mad TV like, make me know who this guy is? Oh, uh, they might have talked about him. Uh, but uh, hey, in other news, this beer's pretty decent. In other news, is I well... I'm not like okay. super blown away with it, but... I am not actually that impressed. Like, it's like a three point seven five, if maybe that. A three point five. Yeah, it's like it's a pretty good sour. Like, I can tell that there's supposed to be fruit in there, but I can't pick out any of the individual fruits particularly well in this, and none of them are dialed up enough. None of them. Yeah. Like, even if you got like, dude, how the fuck do you? Do you make it hard to taste like orange peel? Citrus is not usually that hard of a flavor to like get to come across, and but I'm not even pineapple and dates. <laughs> but like, I feel like 
I'm, I feel like I'm not getting a whole lot of that either. Yeah, I'm mostly just getting a bit of acidity. Yeah, I mean, I think I can taste a little bit of the the fruitiness in, in there, but, like, it's just, it's not nearly enough. Yeah, not nearly but enough. I bet, I bet it's still better than fruitcake, like actual fruitcake, because it's supposed to be a fruitcake beer. I don't know. Litherman's is kind of hit or miss for me in general. Uh, Tend to miss a little bit more. I would say so, but... They have had some some hits. Yeah. Hopefully everybody has some hits. All right. Um, we're in the beer talk part of the episode, so we're going to talk some beer. We're still on Emily's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It, that was like a while ago, but, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, we had Bulls on Parade from Tripping Animals, actually a collaboration between Tripping Animals out of Doral, Florida, and North Park Beer Company out of San Diego. Uh, it's an 8.5% Imperial IPA. It's... Ah, you fucking tell me nothing else on there. Whatever. It was pretty good. I it's a beer! It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was... It was not a New England, but it also wasn't a West Coast. Yeah. It was kind of doing that weird straddling the line thing. Yeah. Because it like wasn't super resinous, but it also wasn't unfiltered. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty decent. Like, I feel like Florida used to do way worse at the IPA game, so it's nice that they finally like stepped it up some. Oh, yeah, their IPA game is definitely improved. So, next, we had Fern, which is a farmhouse IPA from the Drowned Lands Brewery. It is brewed with two-row white wheat and oats. It's fermented in a fodder and then transferred to stainless, where they... Aggressively dry hop it with strata and citra. Honestly, this was pretty fucking bomb. Like, I really dug that. Really dug this in terms of like, I don't know. Like, again, oat lends a kind of a creaminess to like the mm -hmm. backbone of an IPA, and like, I don't know. I thought this was like kind kind of smooth and delicious. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it. Reminded me of like New England IPAs because it was definitely much more in that style, but it didn't have like any fucking bite to it. Like, yeah, this shit was juicy and it was delicious. Mm, it really was. And they have like really rad design language. Like all of their cans look really cool. Rad. <laughs> um, uh, fuck. No, I lost my thought. Me brain work good? I, I was thinking my uh, my train of thought derails more than uh, trains in this country right now. <laughs> Ooh, that's a sick burn, bro. Love it. Uh, oh, did you watch like Dr. Mr. Cody Johnston's newest Not episode? Yet. No, because that's what it's about. <laughs> it, it's oh, pretty... I know. I saw. <laughs> But yeah, no, haven't exactly had time. 
may not have time until like the weekend because you know that that this this week is just a lot not in like really a bad way but it's a lot yes um next up we had all the cool cats on the back of the bus from fat orange cat out of east hampton connecticut it's an 8.4 percent double new england ipa with simcoe citra mosaic and nugget um i don't know it was good it's it's sort of like how i feel about a lot of other fat orange cat stuff is like this was definitely one of the better ones i think that i've had from them but like yeah i'm always sort of under impressed i know what you mean and like I I feel like I keep going back to them and trying them because like I'm under impressed in a way that like it suggests that they could you know become much better and mm-hmm. I keep hoping that they do. That um, the next one we try is like yes, you're finally there. Plus I love I love I love the name of the brewery, I love the name of the beers generally speaking, mm-hmm. like they, you know, they have some fun art like, you know, there's a lot there and it just doesn't all like line up and it frustrates me deeply. Our other co-host is going, wow. Mm. I don't know if you hear it, but I, I thought I, I would make sure my other co-hosts are outside of the room. Oh, you're so well, mean. I, it, it, it means that like the noise of I others know. is, you know, non-issue. I'm also not annoying them by like ram 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 beer 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 movie 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 fuck you. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, whatever. You know, it, yeah, it's yeah. a it, it's a thing. I don't know. My brain's uh on vacation, I guess. All right, so we'll see how this episode goes. It might get more interesting as I drink more. Yeah, here's hoping. <laughs> Thanks, friend. Love you. <laughs> Love you, friend. <laughs> Ass. Anyway, well, might as well keep going with the beer talk. Next up, we had D-Hop 47 from Equilibrium Brewing out of Middletown, New York. Uh. It is an all citra beer for both the whirlpool and the dry hop, along with our energy treatment, which brings out the best of the hops, aromas, and flavors. Energy treatment. Uh, honestly, I actually really quite dug this one. Like equilibrium is one that I don't always go for, but like, man, sometimes they make some good ass shit. I thought this was solid. Yeah, I remember thinking this was pretty goddamn solid as well. Um, you know, I, similar to you, like I've I've definitely had some equilibriums that sucked a whole lot of shit. Mm-hmm. This was not one of them. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, if you find it now, it's more fresh brewed. But uh, when we had this, it was tasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Don't try it if you see it now, and like check check your dates on the bottom of cans, guys. Especially yeah. when it comes to IPAs. Absolutely, it's very important because oxidation makes everything suck shit. Hmm. 
mean, it's similar to like the next brewery we're talking about. Like I've had some shit from them that sat around just like slightly too long and was fucking grotesque from oxidization. Absolutely. Uh, our next brewery is Widowmaker Brewery out of Braintree, Mass. Although this one was um, a collaboration with Revenant Brewing out of Somerville, Mass. I've never heard of them. Me either. It's called... You? You? you... Emily? You? <laughs> Dork? You? Uh, scientist. Scientist? <laughs> yeah, it works. Put that idea in your head. All right. Um... <laughs> what? Brain? Yeah. <laughs> Me brain good? Um, Animal Sounds. It's an 8% double New England IPA. Again, from Widowmaker. Um... Tell us about animal sounds. I'm looking to see if this actually says anything about animal sounds. Is it just a bunch of like, you know, flowery okay. bullshit? Uh, no, no, we, about the we beer brewed about. this with a base of two row wheat. So two row, I'm guessing, is a grain. Two row barley, yeah. Okay. Um, and some valley malt crystal naked oats. Ooh, I like my oats naked. Weird. Uh Oh, baby. Oh, baby. And hop this with mosaic. Michigan grown cashmere. Huel melon and yep. strata. <laughs> We're getting big notes of mango, cantaloupe, and a bit of strawberry. No, I feel like I should do their first paragraph. We weren't going to roll into Friday the 13th without being a little weird. With the help of our friends from Remnant Brewing and their thoughts on some of the music we listen to, we present you Animal Sounds Double New England IPA. There we go. That's a better voice for that. Is Animal Sounds like the grown-up version of that Beach Boys album? Oh, is that why it's called? Because, like, isn't it Pet Sounds? Yeah, it's Pet Sounds. Or, like, the wild version. I don't know. I'm making a bad yeah. joke. Whatever. Maybe they just have some bad taste in music. <laughs> uh, maybe? Um, but yeah, th this, this beer was pretty all right. Like, yeah, it was fine. It's not my favorite I've had from Widowmaker by any means, but... It's also not the worst thing I've had from Widowmaker. I feel like we're yeah. saying that a lot these days. Like, it... It was nothing to write home about, but again, I've had a lot worse from Widowmaker before, so... Yeah. But I've also had, like, an absolutely amazing shit from Widowmaker, so it's always, like... Oh, come on. I know you can do better than this. Yeah. Come on, man. Just just get it. Just 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 do it right. Come on, you can do it. Um, well, let's move on to a beer that I think did it more right. Uh, I had never tried anything from Coastal Mass Brewing out of Beverly, another place that I had never heard of before. 
uh, I picked up Yellow Submarine. It is a New England IPA brewed with pineapple puree and dry hopped with Galaxy, Citra, Vic Secret, and uh, I don't know if it's Brew One or BRU One. I don't know how people usually say it. I thought this was I mean, pretty I'm fucking guess good. It's brew One, but it no, should be. I'm, I was absolutely there with you, man. Like it's already got some of the hops that I love and. Just the, the pineapple puree in there really brought out a lot of the flavors in those hops, too, which just made it like not a five, but like this was we were probably like a little stingy. This probably could have been like more like a four point seven five instead of just four point five. But still, like this was a solid ass fucking beer. Yeah, I mean, I honestly really appreciate like, don't get me wrong. I love when like fruit flavors come across well but like sometimes it's nice when the fruit flavors are really there just to like kind of mesh with and enhance the flavors of the hops which really felt like the case here and it mm-hmm. it works really nicely absolutely but yeah i i i had similar feelings like it wasn't it wasn't like a smoothie style that's immensely weighed down by like like i don't mean weighed down in a bad way especially in like a smoothie style but not what i want in an ipa i don't want to have right. to chew my ipa i mean new england's are often pretty chewy dude oh Hi, I, viscosity I, I i experience them more as like you know um Homestyle OJ, fresh squeezed. Yeah, which is also lightly chewy. I mean, I don't chew it, but yeah, I, I guess I some people could chew it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but given how much we enjoyed that beer from Coastal Mass Brewing, it makes me really want to try more of their stuff. Because uh, that same. was really good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Feel next trip. up. Yeah, field trip to Beverly Mass, where all the cool kids are. <laughs> it was so much easier when we lived in Reading. Oh, it really was. <laughs> like, even just going to Salem. I miss the days of just like, yeah, fuck it. You want to go to fucking uh, Far From the Tree? Sure. <laughs> yeah, because it was like 20 minutes to Salem. Like, yeah. it was easy. It is no longer easy grumble it is no longer easy all right next up we had cherry panda from barreled souls brewing company out of Saco, maine it's a six percent fruited sour with black cherry and oreo cookies i wanted to like this more than i did but it was still pretty tasty yeah i mean same i feel like i wanted a little bit more oomph from it but like Man, Man, I don't care from which direction. Like, I just wanted one of those flavors to, like, punch a little bit more. Yeah, but, like, I will say this. Like, that was a stellar combination. I I would love to see what happens if you punch it up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I would love to see somebody like Jay Wakefield (laughs) try that. Because, you know, Haterade and Superman Punch, you know... Yep. Indeed I still can't remember what the third one is. 
Uh, me either. Um, What's next? Next is something that was fucking incredible that cost me, um, what was this, like a 375 mil bottle that I paid like 28, 27, 28 bucks for. Worth like every that. fucking penny. <laughs> yep, worth the money. Absolutely worth the money. What I'm talking about, folks, is Kratos from Mortalis Brewing Company. This is a 10% imperial stout that uses house-roasted peanuts, Dominican Reserve cacao nibs, and marshmallow. Like, holy fucking shit. This stout was incredible. This stout was perfect. I gave this a five. Yeah, this was absolutely a five. Like, not only rad name, but, like, probably, oh, man. Probably the best, or at least gives that, like, you know, keep refrigerated New Hampshire um, peanut butter stout. Mm -hmm. Like, those were different, because, like, this is definitely imperial and that was yeah. that was not an imperial stout that was more like uh like a guinness but peanut butter yeah where this is like like big, this but doesn't everything take... i want it to be and no yeah, it, it doesn't drink like a 10 percent. no it doesn't taste overly alcoholic it's smooth as hell the peanut is there but like tastes good and is perfectly balanced with everything else like the other flavors are there, but serve to, like, enhance every... Oh, my God. It's just... Fucking Mortalis does it again. And just, like, the roast and their fucking malts is on it as well. Like, they hit that, like, sweet fucking spot where you get all the flavor out of it without getting it to have, like, a burnt flavor. Absolutely. Like, if it's... If, if you see it... And you're like on the fence about it, buy it. Kratos yes. from Mortalis. If it's something that you look at and it's like, I might like this. You will. You will fucking love this. Buy it. Yeah. I, and I, I am pulling a Jim Cramer. Buy it. And oh Lord. And <laughs> being and and being an Imperial Stout, even if you even if it was brewed a while ago, this should hold up just fine. I have no idea when it was brewed and it held up just fine for me. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the sort of thing you could probably sell it for a little while too. Speaking of things you can sell her for a little while. Yeah. So next up we had you, oh. you got it. Yeah, I've got this. Oh, hey, I actually checked this one in. Rad. Oh, sweet. We're beyond your birthday. <laughs> I didn't even realize yet. <laughs> yeah, these are these are these are beers that we had at that were present at my birthday, but we're not drunk at my birthday. These last that that one and this this next one. Ah, okay. Um, so next up from um, Brewers Three, um, Fontenen. We've got three Fontenen Quipier, season twenty one twenty two, blend number seven. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a mouthful. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a 5.9% Lambic and like a legit fucking Lambic. Yes. None of that like, oh yeah, we're going to put some fucking syrup in it kind of bullshit. Yeah. Looking at you, Lindemans. Yep. <laughs> no, because you're 50% white ale, you're not a real Lambic. Fuck you, yep. Lindemans. All right, so for this Queeper, we used uh, Limburgse, hand-picked Kintas, and uh, let them macerate for almost three months on Lambican originating from three different barrels and eight different brews. The majority of the Lambican used was more than two years old, which brings the the weighted average age upon bottling to almost 27 months. The final fruit intensity clocks at 800 grams of Kinsis used per liter of finished Kuiper. Yep. NL3, um, Fontenen, Kuiper, is it De Master oh, God. Von... Uh, really? Really? Christ. You're going to try to read Dutch? Stop. Just stop. You don't even have your black face on. That's awful. That's hilarious and awful. Okay. So I didn't also realize. Of, that, so uh, valid. The, the the end of this spreads it into three different languages. So didn't realize that. <laughs> English. That was wicked funny. I was really. And I was like, oh, oh, is he going to do. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, he's going to try to read Dutch. Yeah, no, I. Fuck the Dutch. <laughs> the Dutch are your country is pretty cool, but fuck the Dutch. I like your flowers and your windmills. <laughs> windmills do not work that way. Good night. I didn't say they were keeping anyone cool. All right. Uh, three Fontaine Quiper is the maceration of handpicked kinses on traditional lambic. No addition of juices, syrups, or artificial sweeteners. Unfiltered, unpasteurized. Honestly, yeah, this... This is like the one of the more legit lambics I've ever had. Uh, as well as it should be. Uh, so clearly, let's let in audience. Shall we inform TJ? Uh, uh, Three Fontenin is one of those Fontenin. really, 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 really hyped uh, Belgian breweries that just uh, everyone. Like one of those breweries that have been around since like the 1600s, or. I'm not sure, but everybody basically regards them as like one of the top tier breweries in Belgium. Um, people freak out oh. about being nice. able to get their shit ever here. Um, it's notoriously rather hard to get your hands on and usually pretty pricey when you can. How much um, did this bottle set you back? I want to say it was. It was some ungodly number. It was like 30 or 40 something for like a bomber. Oh, this one wasn't even a bomber. I thought this was. It was a bomber. No, this was a bomber. Okay. Yeah. So, and for reference, that was kind of the middle price point of the three Fontenin that they actually had because they had a fair number. Uh, Shout out to. craft beer cellar in westford if you're looking for a good craft beer cellar and you don't feel like going to one of the ones that sucks to park at westford is awesome and right off of 495 kind of 
All right, cool. Yes, we can no longer uh, support a certain Natick one because we don't know if Tom still, well, we don't think that Tom still works there. We don't know how the relationship ended, so we cannot currently support them. But last time we went there, their beer the selection, selection was, was going lacking. To hell. Yeah. Also, my beer's empty. My beer's empty, too. Wow! Um, I don't know. Is it commercial time and smoking time? I think it is. We're about half an hour through. I think we reached a logical position to stop on our um, beer capade. Because we're, we're not going to fucking forget queepier um you're a queepier yeah totally am (laughs) try not to be but i can't help it sometimes damn it (laughs) um all right so if that's the thing let's do some ads um you know what we're gonna change things up a little bit anti-ad fuck you zencaster yeah, like, fuck you, Zencaster, for like you're making Zoom look good. You're you're making me want to spend money on Zoom instead of you because yeah. I can get better audio quality and more easily switch into potentially a video format using that instead of using you. I know you support video, but with your hundred and twenty minutes per month, unless you want force advertising from you. Or pay, like, way, way too much money. Way too much money. Like, $18 a month is more than I pay for any streaming service. Yep. And, like, no, this is something I do for fun. Both the shows are something I do for fun. And I'd still rather spend the money on a year subscription to Zoom than give you fucking money, Zencaster. So, fuck you, Zencaster. You were cool. What happened? They uh, saw a chance for capitalism. Um, I don't know. You got anything? Uh, pro ad. If you live in the Boston area, Death Clock is doing a co-headlining tour. You know, the greatest fictitious band ever is doing mm-hmm. a co-headlining tour with Baby Metal. They will be coming to Boston in september we already have our tickets do you have yours oh my god that show's gonna be fucking epic i'm so excited i mean i've seen death I'm Clock so before, fucking but stoked for that i'm so excited for i i like i'm excited to see them again but i'm also really excited for for baby metal because oh I'm, on, I'm fucking like i was talking with amelia about this earlier like i'm not sure who i'm more excited to see if it's yeah. seeing death clock again although i feel like it's going to be a little emotional because i'm gonna have like a lot of thoughts about Rachel while seeing them. Yeah. But like also seeing baby metal for the first time. I'm pretty fucking yeah. stoked for that too. So the scales haven't balanced out yet to see which one I'm leading more towards, but both. <laughs> yes. Correct answer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we have any other ads? Hey, check out our other podcast. See it or screw it. We talk about movies with other people. We have yeah, fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we, we we find we're fine in our groove. Uh, I think that uh, tomorrow's episode is going to be a good one. 
Yeah, it it should be. I, I I'm actually kind of excited to listen to it again. Yeah, uh, I recommend like listening to it again because it's pretty entertaining. Nice. Um, <laughs> then again, I always think we're entertaining, so I'm a little biased. Uh, also, same. Any more ads? Or no, I don't is think it, so. Uh, you know, smoking time. Oh, um, I guess my only other pro ad would be uh, for those of you who also like the same uh, local-ish bullshit that I do. Uh, the polar spring summer flavors are officially out in grocery stores. Ooh. And Richie's Italian Ice is back. Oh. I think I they just stopped doing stuff in the in the winter now. I don't think they bothered anymore. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But they are back, folks. Go get your pile of fucking Richies and get that shit on. I'm more excited for um, spring summer flavors of Polar. Yeah, it's pretty bomb. There's two, three new ones. Only two returns. Ooh. Ooh. I'm even more excited for that then. I right, don't remember hey. what they are off the top of my head. Polar Seltzer. Send us seltzer. Doesn't even have to be free. We'll pay for shipping. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. I fucking love you guys. I will shill for you any day. You want you want to you want to pay us to do ads? I will I will do all the ads. Yeah, absolutely. I will like you wanna you wanna you wanna fucking like cover my car in a banner or something? That's fine. I will I will like uh take gulps of seltzer and burp out an ad for you. How's that for classy? <laughs> I'll take gulps of other things. Just kidding. Uh, man, you had to make it weird, Emily. God yeah, damn I it. did. We'll be back. One of us had to. The cigarette. It was my turn. Boy, that was a great cigarette break. Um, or at least, no, every cigarette break is a great cigarette break. Unless you're a non-smoker, then don't start smoking. It's terrible. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I love smoking. All right. Uh, before we get into other bullshit, let's get into beer number two. Uh, beer number two today comes to us from Pipe Dream Brewing out of... Um, Londonderry, New Hampshire. Londonderry, New Hampshire. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is boysenberry cotton candy candy sour ale. It is... Nine percent. Holy Whoa. crap! <laughs> I did not realize that it was that eye. Me either. <laughs> um, so it's Pipe Dreams Brewing's first Imperial Sour Ale is infused with cotton candy and aged on more than nine hundred pounds of boysenberries. Oof. Yeah. In three, two, one, crack. Speaking of crack, that smell. Holy crap. Look at that fucking color. Damn. Like, this, this shit is. Legit? Yeah. Like, it's fucking purple. Like, it's a red mm. purple, but it's fucking purple. Yeah, I didn't pour mine out because I'm lazy tonight should happen sometimes but this one i definitely need to post on the instagram because like 
God damn. Yeah. And like it doesn't it doesn't taste like a nine percent at all. It tastes like you get a shitload of boysenberry. You definitely get the cotton candy. Like this works super well for me. Yeah, I like I really don't get any nine percent bite. Not it, at all. It leaves my mouth like salivating though when I drink it. it. Like it 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 is that kind of fucking delicious that like a sip of it makes me want more. And that's yes. probably one of the problems with it being a nine percent. It is like this is gonna go down fast. <laughs> Oh yeah, buddy. Oh so, my god. <laughs> buyer beware. This is a dangerous beer, but fucking delicious and you should try it. Like seriously, uh shout out to Pipe Dream. Like they have not made a bad candy sour yet. And they have actually okay. They have not made in my opinion a bad candy beer at all because uh they've done some stouts that are kind of candy-ish. Those okay. those work quite well, but yeah, they tend to be more baked goods. But they like that cotton candy IPA is that we like that apparently everyone hates, but us is I think is incredible. Oh no, yeah, no that that's one of those ones like that uh fucking Finback coconut IPA that's like everybody hates this. I don't understand why. <sighs> yeah, it makes no sense to me. It's like it's a New England style IPA with like an absolutely perfect replica of the taste of cotton candy. Like I mean, I'm guessing not it's a in bunch like of fucking cotton candy just like melted into it. But yeah, it, it's <laughs> it like not it, Yeah, it's not in like a gross artificial way. Like no, it's, it's like legit delightful. cotton candy. They just like spin up, drop in. <laughs> uh and this is a very similar thing, but with boysenberry and it's Man, Pipe Dream, if you listen to this, please do some more Imperial Candy Sours, because, like, this is fucking phenomenal. Hell yeah. I'm on board. Like, take your other candy sours and imperialize them. I would be on board with that, too. I can't remember what our In... favorite one was. Was it was it uh, Basic Bitch? I can't remember. It might be. Um... Like, Basic Bitch, I remember being up there. Like peach yeah. rings was really good too. I think the gummy bear one is actually like a like kind of Ooh, a sleeper. Yeah, that was a sleeper. <laughs> oh yeah. I have we I have like marginal thoughts about gummy bears. Like they're fine, but like I'm not usually gonna like pick some up on my own. But like fuck me, they worked super well in that. I mean, every once in a while, I might grab like Haribo's, but that's about it when it comes to gummy bears for me. Yeah. But then again, it it's all about the pineapple one, really. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Pineapple <laughs> all the way, baby. Um so hey. Uh I'm going to give you a twofer cuz it's going to be like a TJ like no, it's just super short, spoiler free, newish movie review. But it's going to be a twofer because I'm also going to talk about the first film cuz I'm going to talk mm. about a sequel. So I finally sat down for the like two hours and 20 minutes of just 
brutality that was Terrifier 2. Okay. Um, so I know, like, I don't think you saw Terrifier, but Mm-mm. based around a character named Art the Clown, who's a semi-supernatural serial killer, um, not even necessarily serial killer. I don't know. He he's he's a fucking clown in Halloween that's creepy as fucking murders a bunch of people brutally. Um, I mean, that sounds normal. That's like a, what I expect clowns to do. Yeah. Well, like he's a black and white mime clown, which just makes him like even more unnerving. Yeah. Oh boy. But like the first terrifier, I can't remember what year it was. It was like 2017 2018 something like that maybe i don't know maybe i'm wrong i'm not a doctor um just super low budget really grimy uh, like i think it was the director's first feature as well just a shit ton of practical effects and you could see like all the money was on screen but nice it's got some cringe horror in it at times too, because it just sort of feels like it hates women. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm looking too much for subtext, but it is an uncomfortable film. Mm. But if you're a fan of like brutality horror, it's really worth the watch again, fucking practical effects. Um, the sequel is and like the original is like an hour and 37 minutes, something like that. Like with the credits, this one is two hours and 18 minutes and it ramps the brutality up to fucking 11. Wow. Yeah. It's, it is a trip to take and it is a tough trip to take. But as a horror freak, I can't say that I loved every minute of it, but I enjoyed taking the trip. It, it, it was like um, it was like a dark ride in a fucking carnival, and it just it worked. Nice. And like, again larger budget than before all that money is on screen hell yeah and there is very much support that like there's some digital effects and actually i think it's some of those digital effects might be no no they they were done digitally they weren't old school style of like hand drawing on frames yeah but like it definitely had that vibe at times like it was very very grindhouse just grimy and dirty um i think that the length of it was too long but i don't know what you really cut from it you know i know what you mean sometimes that's really tough it's like i want this to be shorter but i don't know how you accomplish that and then there are other movies that i watch that it's like no it, like extend this sequence cut this one entirely (laughs) yeah no sometimes you can it's very clear and sometimes you're like i i like i want i don't want to watch this for this long but i i feel like everything in here is necessary yeah 
I mean, looking at you, Endgame. I mean, honestly, all of that is necessary, in my opinion. But like three hours in a theater was just so it's long. so long. I mean, it's one of the. It doesn't. It's not a movie that feels overly feel long to me. Movie. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, I hate like, to say it, fans, the fans out there of Lord of the Rings, those movies feel fucking long. Again, like, I'm not uh, saying that you cut. I'm not. I don't know what you cut. I don't think there is anything you cut because there's so much cut from the books. But like. Christ, well, this is, they are this just is why, too long. This is why I need to watch uh, the extended version of Hateful Eight because it breaks it into an episodic format. Oh, okay. Instead of just being like, you know, here's four hours. Suffer. <laughs> like, it's similar to, like, you know, I, I had been pushing off watching Terrifier 2 for a while because, oh, it's a fucking two hour and 20 minute horror movie. It's then, like, given the brutality of the original one, I, I knew that I was in for a trip. Mm-hmm. So I got myself distracted for, like, half a week watching through, like, all the seasons of Slasher. Because, you know, eight 45-minute episodes is easier to process than a, you know, two-hour and 20-minute movie. Even though I broke agree. that two-hour and 20-minute movie into, like, 45-minute blocks still 100% agree it's why I tend to be a series person over a movie person like even if it's a really really long series I know I'm only committing to like a certain amount of time at a time yeah yeah no I've definitely been getting there the older I've gotten I'm still good at you know figuring out like story structure and like oh okay this is a spot where I can stop this and go smoke a cigarette. Cool. <laughs> this is a spot where I can stop this because I know that something's going to be coming for your third act momentarily. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but there, there's still kind of a different thing where, like, you know, uh, especially, it, again, at being, you know, getting older and being like, all right, well, you know, I only have so much time in a day and, like, there are a lot of times where I just don't have the time for a two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wouldn't like, it be rad if like capitalism wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah, it would be wicked cool, man. But like, even me, I've been unemployed for three years now, and I don't have enough time for all the stuff that I'd like to watch. It gets worse when you have a job, man. Yeah, I know it does. Oh, but yeah, um, so Terrifier 2, if it's, it's a slog, but check it out. Like if you, if you watch the first one and you liked it and you want more of that, check it out. Neat. Yeah. It, it, it's worth the watch. Um, the other thing I brought up slasher, it's, uh, currently in its fifth season. The first three seasons are on Netflix and then, uh, Netflix canceled it. So shutter picked it up. Sweet. Uh, so the fifth season is currently airing on Shutter. Honestly, the fifth season's the fucking raddest. Uh, don't waste your time with the first season. It is like super generic. It's it's essentially like, and I haven't watched Scream the series, but it seems like it's essentially Scream the series, the clone. Um, that's not a high mark to do. Um, yeah. The second season, 
it was obvious to me who your slasher was fairly early because you know it follows similar structures of like usually end of episode seven you get the reveal of who your slasher of the season is and like before then it's mostly like mystery of like who the fuck is it it could be this person it could be this person season two it was super obvious like second episode for me who the slasher was but uh i liked how they got there i was the turkey the whole time yes (laughs) um third season i liked how it ended but uh i had issues with its messaging in it um I don't really want to get more into it than that. It's it's it has a very heavy like racist undertone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool and good. And not in like an interesting character study sort of way. Like just meh. uh season 4 is mostly great. So now we're on to Shutter. Season 4 is mostly great because um David Cronenberg is in like a handful of episodes as like the patriarch of this family and they're all put into like games of challenge to see who is going to inherit his fortunes and things go horribly wrong. (laughs) Wow, really? I would have no clue. Also, yeah, David Cronenberg. uh, Season five. Right. Yeah, he was in disco. He was like the head of section 31. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also appropriate. Like, I could totally see, like, David Cronenberg actually being the head of Section 31. Oh, totally. (laughs) Or, like, at least the clone of David Cronenberg being the head of Section 31. (laughs) No, he's just that. He's immortal, dude. Hello. Oh, well, yeah. See, I made a bunch of body horror movies, and then I learned the secret of body horror and how to um, keep oneself immortal. You know, forever. So what's up, Bashir? (laughs) Season five, I find the most interesting so far, though. It is a Jack the Ripper story in Toronto. I think Toronto. Toronto. But in, like... um, 1912 Mm. so it's like their first period piece instead of like doing something modern cool and um it seems to have some more like supernatural undertones which is something they haven't really explored much in this series and i'm interested to see what they do with it (sighs) yeah no i mean like Like, not everything has to be, you know, the Ocean's Eleven of murder. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so, hey, I hear you finally watched the end of The Last of Us. I did, and I'm told that it mirrors the video game a lot. A lot. Outside of the opening scene with... um. You know, Elle's mother giving birth. Yeah, that was actually a super cool backstory to get, though. Uh, fun fact. The woman who was playing Ellie's mother 
who was giving birth is uh, Ashley Johnson, and she was the mocap artist and voice for Ellie in the video game. Oh, that's super cool. I did not realize that. Yeah. So, fun fact. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do love like the inclusion. If you haven't watched it yet, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's been weeks since it ended at this point. Yeah, but, uh, and like... You know, I'm slow and lame, and I finally got there, so. Yeah, but it was just that, like, one in a million moment of a pregnant woman just about to give birth who gets bit. Mm -hmm. Which, like, actually, you know what? This could be an interesting conversation. Do you think that Joel was right or wrong? Oh, God. Um... Yeah. It's a moral quandary. Dude, this is another uh, this is like this is the Tuvix problem but like worse. Like yeah, I no. feel like I feel like Tuvix is well, like actually, a more I think this is easier because Ellie did say what she wanted. That's a f well, so did Tuvix, dude. Oh, but, tu but like, Tuvok and Neelix didn't. Correct. And yeah, I guess you can imply that you know what the rest of the world wants. But like the other, the other thing is, is I guess my so as a scientist, my brain to try to nuance out the the answer to, you know, is he right or wrong? Is how robust is the science that says that, like, taking out her brain will actually provide a cure? Oh, like, not at all. It, it, are, like, are like, we talking this, about this is like merely theory because she is one of a kind. So I, they don't I, actually know if removing her brain will give them a cure or vaccine. But I understand she is the only hope. I understand that, but at the same time, it's like I you know, so like usually with that kind of stuff, presumably you would have an idea of what the fuck you're looking for and why it why it requires specifically the brain. Like that that tells me that like they have a reasonable idea, assumption of like how this should work. And I guess I want to know like, do they think you know? So like, is it worth giving up her life for like even a for like a five percent chance that? it's going to provide a cure. I'm not sure the answer to that is yes, honestly. Um, I, I don't like, but if it's like, yeah, we're like 80% sure that like, this is going to provide a cure for the entire human race, like, or, and, or a vaccine, like, um, hey, then why maybe not just like open up her skull and take like a biopsy and see if you can like culture it. X, like, uh, that's see, also true. Like, that is your first step <laughs> instead Dude, of just like now nah, we're gonna sake. murder this kid and like rip out her brain and puree it <laughs> well okay so uh neurosurgery is, so in fairness to them neurosurgery is fairly complicated but like it's actually not even like the most complicated surgeries but like you know yeah there's a chance that you could kind of fuck her up real bad but like it they're, the brain's pretty plastic especially when you're pretty young like mm -hmm. um to give and you like an example, 14, 15, yeah. To give 15. to give you an example, there are like usually children who have like severe epilepsy, and actually 
have it cured by removing half of their brain, an entire hemisphere of their brain. And yet, because they're young, they can more or less relearn how to do everything with one fucking hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Like, so why isn't something like that an option? Because again, with neurosurgery, like if you're prepped to do neurosurgery in general, why the fuck couldn't you even just do a, I mean, in the most drastic case, do that. But you're right. Like, why not start with a biopsy? Like, why why go nuclear first? Like, so, uh, okay, actually, we've now reasoned this out. I think Joel was right. I think Joel was right because they're, they went straight to killing her. Yeah. They could have tried other options. They chose not to, and Joel had to make a decision based on, you know, is this a reasonable, is, is it worth ending her life over? Because she's a pretty special kid in a lot of other ways. Like, no. Honestly, I don't I think it, it is. I find it interesting that I don't think I've seen any analysis of this. Talk about them, you know, going nuclear option instead of just doing like a biopsy or like a sampling of the fungus from her brain. Like, yeah, again, even it, like for fuck's sake, people can survive with one hemisphere of their brain removed. Half of it's not enough. Come on. Like, at least fucking try. At least give her a shot of living. Well, especially because, like, their reasoning is, it, like, the fungus doesn't grow into the brain. It grows around the brain. So there should be, like, a top layer that they could sample from. Yeah, so if you're talking about, like, it grows, I don't know, say, in the dura. Okay, remove part of the dura. Why are you taking? Why? Why are you killing her for this? Yeah, <laughs> ease story advancement <laughs> again from a medical so sense. Murderize that, all of us. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, honestly, man, props. It's a convoluted Joel. suicide plan, but all right. <laughs> but like, can I just say that, like? Uh, so, I was kind of avoiding spoilers for a while because I hadn't seen the ending yet. And, like, I wasn't able to avoid all of them, but now I'm just sort of confused because I've seen people be like, uh, basically say that, like, um, neither, neither Pedro Pascal nor Bella Ramsey are coming back next season. And I, I guess my question is why? And uh, I don't. That's a good fucking question. Because like, like I, that yeah. feels kind of bullshit to me. Ellie is a few years older, but you know she can just be acting her age instead of younger than. And yeah. uh... Pedro Pascal pa will never Pedro age because he's perfect. Well, like Pedro Pascal. Should be in the season. I don't. I don't want to like give too many spoilers. Oh, for I was told about how that. I was told about how the game kind of flows, and that in 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 the sense of his character. So I'm not going to give that away either. But like, yeah, man. There's a there's kind of a big part of me that goes, 
Fuck. He should go still off be sc- in this season. <laughs> I was going to say, but still, go off script. Fuck it. Keep him. Like, why do we need, like... Uh, no, we, 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 we can't have this conversation without getting into it. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Because I know why. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We can't have this conversation without getting into it. Aww. Tell me off, Mike? Or I make him tell me? Yeah, I mean, either way. I'm, there's a lack of pathos. Our, our main character in the second game is Ellie. Um, and, you know, I can tell you off, Mike. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck else have fucking watched? Anything good? I don't know. I'm mostly excited Uh, for um, uh, the 14th. Something's coming to Peacock that I want to watch. Apparently, uh, the last season of nice. Apparently, the last season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel comes out this Friday. Ooh, red. I'm excited to watch that. Me too. Uh, Does prime do drop all at once or are they going to be doing like a weekly structure with this good question because they usually drop all at once uh but they have done a weekly structure especially when it comes to like uh rings of power was weekly so i guess it i'm curious to see how that ends up working out i hope it's all at once but if it's not i'm still gonna watch it because it's a damn good fucking show and you should watch it too yeah, it is a damn good show. Speaking of things that you should watch if you haven't watched them before, or if you have watched them before, you have until April 28th to watch Ash vs. the Evil Dead on Netflix. If you've watched it before, watch it again. If you haven't watched it before, now's your time to watch it. Woo! It's awesome. It's really, awesome. Really, it is. And it's it'll, it'll get you hyped for uh, Evil Dead Rise coming out on the 21st? Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop can't wait to see that like that there are several movies in like the next month that i'm really stoked to see because it's like evil dead rise renfield and guardians 3 i was gonna say we are groot yes we are groot <laughs> all right um da 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 my beer's almost empty so you want to wrap this shit up well, my beer's almost empty too, so I think it's time to wrap this shit up. Um, Emily, do you want to tell them about our other thing? Sure. Uh, TJ and I have another podcast. We mentioned it a little earlier in the show, but I will mention it again. Well, um, during the commercial break. <laughs> well, just prior to, technically yeah. speaking, but anyway. Um we have another podcast. It is called See It or Screw It. We talk about movies and it has other people. There's always at least one other pe- person with us. And like, if you think we would be better with more than just us, uh, you might like that. Or if you like the second half of this podcast better, you might like that a lot. So yeah, um, check that out wherever you found this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh, man. This fucking beer just makes my mouth so watery. Mm, but like in a good way. In such a good way. Sorry, I need to uh, 
take a little bit of whiskey to stop the salivation. Nope, it's still coming. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we've been New England Beer Reviews. I've been TJ Davis alongside my constant companion, Emily Schick. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can give us money at um, patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. The initial beer show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. Come to Disneyland, bring money. Good last word. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.